Welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, spiritually possessed chasm known as heavy music. Baby. I'm your host, Joseph. And I'm Nathan, baby. The other host. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I introduced myself as the host, but... uh. Eh. You know, you, you start these things off, so I suppose mm-hmm. there's that. I'm uh, I'm introducing some some new power dynamics to the show. We're gonna have to talk about it off air, of course, because you know, yeah. you know how these things are. It's bang- it's politics. It's gonna get real ugly. Ooh, we boy. might get in, we might break up. Parents might break up. Who knows? We love the drama. <laughs> we here. do love the drama. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. We're in the midst of July, which is the start of all the hot shit going on in the world. Because it's uh, apparently everywhere, for the most part, it's like 90 plus degrees. Some places are like 115 yeah. and stuff. So like it's, a, it's wild. It's the time of climate disaster, baby. <sighs> so I hope everyone who's listening um, can at least, you know, burn you know, with death metal in their hearts or something. I, I don't know. Like, you know, at least, you know, feel the music that you feel, you feel the heat. I don't know. <clears throat> trying to stay positive. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm trying yeah. to be here. We feel you. We feel you. So today we're going to be continuing our 2023 mid-year reports. This is our third entry in our sort of, exploration of our favorite albums of the year so far divided by different themes or subgenres, and uh yeah i'll be very interested to hear what uh what route you went this time because i've got i've got three three heavy hitters up my sleeve i uh my route this time is going to be interesting because it's going to be an amalgamation of a few things oh um and then I'll kind of explain how it's going to transition into our last week, which will be next week for, for our, those listening right now. So interesting. Yeah, but it'll be uh, should be fun um, talking about, uh, you know, the albums that we've been listening to all year and the ones that have caught our eye, or yeah. I guess ear in this case. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, before, you know, I know before we jump into that, I, I would love to hear kind of what everyone's thoughts on on their favorites are. So be sure to. Yeah, um, on our Instagram, which you can follow us over at Scouring Pod over there, um, on the post for every episode for this mini series, if you comment with some favorite albums of yours for the first half of 2023, we're gonna read them off on the episode, and we have one here from user that goes under the name The Funeral Doom Pyre, so it's pretty. Self-explanatory. Pretty, uh, pretty great name. Yeah, um, they shouted out some really good funeral doom albums from the first half of this year. Some of which I still need to to dive into. So this was a very helpful reminder. But first, they had mentioned Ahab. Yeah, which we both mm-hmm. agreed on. Was that our first album of the of the year? First, uh, yeah, album first, of the week. Yeah, first favorite album of the week for mm-hmm. the new year, I believe, was there record the coral tombs um 
they also mentioned the mournful congregation they put out a new ep earlier this year the new bell witch album which i still need to check out set aside time for <laughs> exactly yeah and then they also mentioned a couple bands i had not heard of before but sound very intriguing called sectorism and a phonic threnody mm. um so yeah uh the Funeral Doom Pyre. Thank you very much for those, uh, for those, uh, for that really cool group of Funeral Doom releases from the first half of the year. Uh, if you like Funeral Doom, definitely give them a follow. That is the Funeral Doom Pyre. Yeah, thank you for uh, sharing those because definitely during these, uh, you know, times that I was mentioning earlier, um, you know, Funeral Doom seems weirdly cathartic. Oh yeah, for this this time period, I, I don't know about you, but obviously, I know the summertime. I feel like you bring out like you're more of a you're a little bit more on like speed of some sort, so like thrash metal, mm-hmm. death metal, that kind of stuff. More like easy, hardcore, easy, fun listening. Yeah, sort of. I would say fun listenings. Yeah, but like you know, with how the heat's been, you know what? I want slow. You know, funeral doom too. Yeah. It, uh, it complements the, the vibe in yeah. its own way. So, yeah, thanks for that. And, you know, be sure if anyone's listening right now to uh, to comment, you know, on these things and, and then we'll showcase yeah. those on the on the pod. So, yeah, uh, comment on the post for this episode on on our Instagram page and we'll uh, shout out uh, whatever albums of this year that you happen to really enjoy. Um, can be just like your straight up favorites or albums that you think you think uh, deserve more attention that are maybe a little overlooked. Uh, always down to check out some new stuff and to highlight it on the show. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And also, like I had mentioned before, give us a follow over to Instagram at ScouringPod, where we also, in addition to Uh, posting about when we have new episodes out you can keep up to date with what our favorite new releases are every week Uh, we post our album of the week there Uh, we're we're getting back on track slowly but surely (laughs) yeah definitely definitely getting there um but yeah um so i guess you know recapping the last few weeks Uh um you know getting to sharing some kind of uh you know if it, a recap for the people who've been listening but like also go listen to the, the last few episodes if you can um mm-hmm. where we go a little bit more in depth with that but uh you want to recap kind of week one and two just in terms of some yeah. some things yeah so for me so uh i guess before we jump in i guess we should explain that anyone hasn't heard what we did is we have chosen you know three uh bands and albums each week one of them is an honorable mention of sorts and then the other ones are like kind of our top two mm-hmm. you know uh no order on the ones top twos i guess yeah um, and we also kind of had like a sub theme so we like chose different genres mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of what we what we did so anyway yeah in a uh, week one of this series i went ahead and picked three hardcore releases that i've loved from this year um my honorable mention being the new spy album satisfaction. And then I also discussed incendiary change. What do you think about pain? And then finally my favorite hardcore album of the year, initiate cerebral circus. 
And then last week on the show, I went and pivoted over to death metal in which I discussed cruelties, Untopia, Sanguisugabog's homicidal ecstasy, and finally, uh, cattle decapitations, Terracite, which is also probably what I would put as my favorite album of the year overall so far. Nice. Yeah. So going back for me, um, I kind of had a black metal with some death metal tinge in it. Um, honorable mention was um, Frozen Soul with Glacial Domination. And then I talked about um, in my black metal stuff, I talked about Neobliviscaris with Exel. And then I also talked about Enslaved with Heimdall. So that was week one for me. And then week two for me, I actually, you know, followed Joey's path of hardcore. You know, like we both got to talk about it. So uh, for me, I had an honorable mention of Incendiary with, um, I don't remember their title of their album. Change the way you think about pain. Yeah, I've just been listening to it and not really paying attention to the title track, like tracks or the album title. It's been fun. Um, and then I've been listening to Jesus Peace So Unknown. Uh, it's like my, one of my choices. And then Drain Living Proof, which has just been a blast to listen to all summer. So, yeah. So that's kind of a, a recap of what we've been listening to for the you know first couple weeks of the month. So going into this week here. I don't know. Do you, I think uh, you've gone first the last couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So. I was gonna say, do you wanna you wanna do it and switch it up in the last two weeks? Do it. Whoa! This is the politics we're talking about. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. All right. Well, looks like I've I've won the coin toss this week. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, my theme for this week, kind of basically. Covering all the bases when it comes to the extreme uh, heavy music umbrella, uh, big three. Okay. This week I decided I'm going to talk about black metal. And my three black metal releases kind of sort of like what you did with your, uh, you know, you, your leanings more towards the progressive black metal side. Mm -hmm. Uh, My three black metal albums that I have here, definitely veer outside of the more traditional black metal um, side of things, even though there have been some really good ones. Um, And what's funny about that is I think probably the front runner right now for favorite straight up black metal album of this year just came out the first week of July. Not even, (laughs) not even going to say what it is because I'm sure most people probably know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, go check out our Instagram if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that'll that'll reveal it. Yeah, there. it reveals it, both of our answers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, for my honorable mention, I'm going to first be discussing an album that I definitely consider to be more on the black inside of things, but I guess the proper subgenre for uh, for people would probably be war metal, which for those of you who don't know, it's like a really super raw, like blackened death metal kind of sound. It's very fast, very in your face, very uncompromising. 
But the album that I've chosen here is going to be an album by the band called Profane Order, and it is called One Nightmare Unto Another. Um, yeah, this is an album that I kind of revisited before doing, uh, you know, this month of kind of uh, first half of the year roundup episodes. And uh, I remembered it and was like, oh, yeah, I remember checking that out and thinking it was pretty good. I should go back and listen to it some more. And then it's, uh, you know, it's I think we've mentioned it a couple times over the past couple episodes that like short albums are just so easy to to go back through and, and just listen. Like, yeah, just kind of cycle through them, rinse, repeat. Um, this one's only like 26 minutes. And so it definitely falls into that category. And yeah, I just, uh, when I went back to it, I just like immediately just continued going back to it just over and over. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, very sadistic sounding, very feral sounding vocals for sure. And uh, yeah, it's just so fast and in your face. And I think the cover art, um, which is like this big winged creature in like this cathedral. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I think it just like goes to show how like evil and like massive this band sounds. Um, and they fit all of that into just 26 minutes of just absolute in your face brutality that uh, I. Yeah, I will continue to revisit uh, for the foreseeable future. That sounds like a splendid time. Yeah, I would describe this band's sound as like goat horror, but with the fast forward button hit. <laughs> <laughs> really? And ghost, goat horror is really fast, too. Right. Yeah. So because they do, you know, even though they are war metal, they're very much like, you know, a lot of blast beats. Lot so, yeah, a lot, fast... more, 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 lot more in the black metal tinge where goat right. horror may be kind of blends black and death yeah pretty yeah Yeah. balanced in between but profane order definitely do incorporate those like kind of thrashier elements but they're definitely a lot more scarce with that sort of stuff but when it does hit it's like it hits really really well nice uh, yeah that's why i found this album to just be so infinitely revisitable for me yeah i mean uh, perfect timing too yeah and uh that's why I wanted to give it some shine here. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. So um, maybe on the drive home, you know, it takes about like 15 minutes. So I can listen to that most of the album. Yeah. Do some extra laps. Why yeah. not? Why not? You know, right around the neighborhood, just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what apparently that's what apparently all your neighbors do. They just ride around the same street. Yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into that <laughs> nightmare. Um, but anyway, um, so this week is a weird one, and how I'm going to explain it is, it is, it's it's mainstream metal oh. in a way, and when I say that, I mean these bands are really well known. They kind of are in different kind of genres of mm-hmm. sorts, but they're like they're very well established. They've put out numerous albums, and they've all done incredibly well but each of these albums the the big theme here is they've all really surprised me um and 
two of the three are comebacks nice. for me. Um, so that's kind of the, the, you know, the theme is it's a mainstream metal release, but at the, the same triple time, a triple a. Yeah. Yeah. But we can count on, you know, for roadside assistance anyway. Um, but I guess another thing would be like melody, like all these, all these bands like carry melody and progress, like progressive elements within their music. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that being said, honorable mention number one is a big surprise for me because this band hasn't really impressed me since like the early 2010s. And I, I actually saw them around this time period when they had a band member switch, um, a really famous band member switch. Mm. Uh, that was Roy Khan who became Tommy Karabek. And if anyone knows who what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Camelot oh. with their album, the awakening. So, this is a, a power metal band um, that has like progressive elements to it. It's a little bit more on the symphonic side of, of things. Definitely very bombastic in their presentation um, and their way that they kind of structure things. But yeah, this really surprised me because I really loved Soberthorn, which is the first album that um, came together with Tommy um, after the departure of Roy. Um, and Camelot had really put themselves on the map, especially in the 2000s with Epica and um, albums like, you know, the Black Halo, which is probably their most famous record and Karma as well. Um, But yeah, really good stuff. And uh, when Silverthorn came about, like I was really excited because I I love the band Seventh Wonder, which is another band from uh, the Tommy Karabek that was a part of. Uh, He just recently left that album, that, that, uh, that outfit, unfortunately, but it makes sense because he was splitting his duties. So um, now he's focusing more on Camelot. And the reason I'm saying that this album in particular has really become a big deal is because I feel like there's a lot of passion in it. Like I, I could sense it. You know what I mean? With the latest, the, la- the, the, the previous ones, it's not it wasn't as apparent for me in mm. terms of like it just kind of seemed like it was like, oh, yeah, this is. This is Camelot. You can listen to them and you know exactly Going through the motions. Yeah. And you, you know exactly who they are. So, so, you know, there was one reviewer says color me surprised, which, um, I really enjoyed kind of that, uh, summation. Cause that's exactly what I felt when I listened to this. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, there's, there were some really great singles that came about. Um, I only listened to, uh, one more flag in the ground, which is a, one of those anthems that a lot of people sing together. And that's what Camelot does really well is, you know, you can start singing along to those, those songs with them. But if you've never checked out Camelot, this would be a great place to start. Honestly, um, it's a, it's a renewed sound to them. And I, I definitely recommend people listen to it because it's, 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 if you haven't listened to Camelot in a bit, you know, you might be surprised here. So um, I really dig it. And uh, yeah, so the awakening, that's my, uh, my first choice for my, Kind of mainstream choices. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've added that one to my list back when it came out and uh, I've yet to, to check it out, but I'm, I'm, I'm still planning on it. Yeah. I, I It's always interesting because power metal is a weird one for you and I, because I feel like you have maybe more of the traditional route mm-hmm. and I kind of go more of the progressive kind right. of symphonic route. Yeah. But both in the sale, like, and then we have people in the ma- in the middle, like Iron Maiden, who yeah. are like writing, like the writing that line. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
So what uh what other black metal you got for us? All right. So my other one, which is, you know, I guess the spot you could call like the runner up or like your top spot for this specific theme. Um this band I would consider to be um like a they definitely have black metal as sort of like a foundation, but they definitely incorporate all kinds of different elements like uh like post hardcore, sludge, um I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's the debut of a band called Predatory Void. And the record is titled Seven Keys to the Discomfort of Being. Um Yeah, this is an album that dropped back in April and I remember it being talked about when it first came out, but I haven't heard much talk about it since then. And I think, uh, yeah, it definitely warrants more discussion because, uh, yeah, it's super good, super unique. And, um, they're a band that's also from Belgium. And I feel like if you, are a fan of bands like Amon Ra um, and that sort of thing. But you also like thought like, what if Amon Ra had like more fast parts and more just like kind of blackened elements to their, to their sound. Um, this band, I think really like uh, exemplifies that concept really well. Um, and uh yeah, it's just a captivating listen, and it's just like it feels like such a confident debut release. Um, and I'm really excited to see where this band goes from here. And uh, yeah, it's one that I'm definitely going to be keeping in the rotation for sure. Yeah, um, I remember back in April having listened to this um, and really enjoying what I heard. So I, you know, you've, you know, like you were saying, I. I feel like it's kind of went away in terms right. of conversation. So I think coming back to it is going to be a, a good thing for me just in terms of like, you know, seeing where these guys can grow and, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm excited for the future and also just to, you know, revisit this for the summer. So, yeah. And I think for this style, I think, you know, the season and time of year that you listen to it during is really it kind of reshapes it in a way because you know it dropped like right when spring was kind of kicking in i'm very interested to listen to this album like when it's you know like dead winter and to see like what the what the feeling is when listening to it in that kind of setting because i feel like it would only just enhance it even more yeah well predatory void um kind of i'm gonna re-listen to you guys so Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, well, I guess it's my turn, and I'm going to continue down the, the mainstream path, I suppose. Um, you know what? I'm going to start off with uh, the album that... It's weird, because I, I know this is not this is probably the one that's odd, the odd man out in terms of surprise, because I kind of expected them to be like consistent, because they are like one of the kings of consistency. Sure. I wonder if you can guess them. Uh, it's catatonia 
Uh, yes, yeah. it's Catatonia with uh, Sky Void of Stars, which came out in early, um, you know, I think February, maybe is when it or I guess the very end of June. January. January is what I meant to say. I was thinking of the first <laughs> first month of the year and I just completely forget. Anyway, January. Uh, it's late. Um, but anyway, yeah, this this album, you know, uh, Catatonia actually had called it quits for a second. Um, oh. I actually remember um, kind of like roughly after the album that came out before this, which, um, you know, uh, actually, I want to say it's the fall of hearts is like right after that is when they kind of called it quits for a little bit. And then, you know, City Burials came out in 2020, which weirdly enough, it's an album I haven't really heard as much. Mm -hmm. um obviously 2020 was like one of those years that just kind of blinked and a lot of people yeah kind of got lost in the, themselves and, and whatnot and rightfully so um but weirdly enough like i didn't hear much about that album um so it, it was strange so when i got around to you know earlier this year and i was getting back to like feeling like my normal self um and i heard that this was coming out uh, I was very excited. So, um, and having heard it, I was like, yeah, this is Catatonia. And they've come back, um, you know, I feel like full force and have like just solidified themselves as like pretty much one of the best kind of hard rock, you know, gothic metal. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you would describe Catatonia. They're like, they're in their own category. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, 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 they're very good at what they do. And, um, but, one of the most listened to songs this entire year has been Colossal Shade, which has a very like almost like sludge and doom metal part to it at the very beginning. It just has a really great riff at the very beginning and then just kind of just transitions to a lighter side of Catatonia, which that's what they do really well. It's like they just they become they're really heavy and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, yeah, we're just really relaxed. But it mm -hmm. fits so well. And the way Jonas kind of you know, eases in and out of that is really, really, um, really impressive. So, um, but yeah, I don't know about you, but I remember we talking about this album, but like, it's impressed us both. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I quite enjoyed it when I did check it out. I haven't really listened to it much since then, but I'm sure I will go back to it once, you know, the weather kind of cools down and I kind of get more, in my feelings yeah and that's that's the span to a t is uh definitely has that that vibe of uh the fall mm -hmm. slash um winter yeah and it's definitely a very you know reflective and it's got a lot of emotion right to it so um but yeah keep keep doing what you're doing catatonia i'm so glad that you are still you know kicking ass and um yeah sky sky uh Sky Void of Stars is really, really fantastic. So highly recommend it. And I, I definitely would, you know, say that's another one of the mainstream albums that had really, you know, uh, done well for itself. Nice. I don't know. Um, have they been toured? Do you know if they've like toured in the, in the States yet since uh, after lockdown? I don't know. Um, I've seen them before, but obviously that was some time ago. Um, when they were with Opeth, but I I don't really know because I haven't really heard. Yeah, but I want to say they've been in Europe. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like I don't know if they've even 
been back to the U.S. Uh, ever since all the all the shit went down. Yeah, but it, I mean, it makes sense. You know? Right. I mean, yeah. The crazy thing is, too, and that that gets to like a side point, but like you know, the bands we listen to, they're not making a lot of money. No. Yeah, it's a really unfortunate uh, kind of situation going on right now uh, with that. So it's definitely understandable if bands that are overseas are kind of hesitant about coming all the way out here. Uh, it's a, it's a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, but they they have some tours. It looks like um, in the Netherlands and Romania, so in in Austria and whatnot. So they're definitely in mainly in Europe right now, um, gotcha. coming up. But yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, hopefully they come back, you know, in 2024 or something like that. Um, you yeah, know, it'd be great to see see them at full in the full force but uh you've never seen them but like they're no i haven't they're they sound almost ex- like identical to what them they sound like on the yeah record. they seem they seem like they would be a really good live show yeah so they're great they're great people too so um yeah it's catatonia nice you have a, a a third and scariest black metal record to show us the third and final not scariest who knows uh, I don't know if I would use the word scariest. I would probably give that title to Profane Order, but um, this one's definitely the the wildest. Um, okay. This band, I'm sure once I mention this little tidbit about them, uh, some of you out there probably know what I'm talking about, but if you've ever listened to the band Ulthar, great band, great uh black and well not black and i don't know why i said that first uh death thrash uh outfit uh if you ever listened to them and wondered hmm i wonder what this band would sound like if they leaned more into a black metal direction g golly g willikers i wonder what that would be like um well have I got the band for you because it has the same guitarist in it and it's a black what? metal band. I'm talking about spirit possession Ooh, with their album of the sign. This is absolutely my favorite black metal album of the first half of the year. It um, has uh, Steve Peacock on guitars and I think he is pretty much kind of, does a a lot of all kinds of stuff for this band. <laughs> hmm. uh, I want to say he's like also the vocalist, but I don't want to be wrong, so I'm checking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is an album that I've been you know dying to hear more of. Yeah, like I've only heard like a single or two. Yeah, so he he does guitar and vocals. Um, but yeah. This band, uh, this band is a great band to check out if you're interested in more of the like weirder, more technical side of heavy music. But it's still kind of accessible and it still has clarity to it. Because I'm sure with a lot of that sort of thing, it's easy to just kind of get lost in it, and it just kind of just sounds like a, a mess. But this, it still has like that clarity to it. It's still has that groove it has that punch it hits you where you need it most 
if that makes any sense at all. Um, and it just has that raw sound that I love that it feels so unique uh, to this band specifically. And that's why I kind of mentioned Ulthar because, you know, it obviously shares that guitarist. Right. But it has that same vibe in a way where it's like, you know, with Ulthar, it's like that kind of cosmic death metal sound. Mm -hmm. But it basically takes that same kind of core and translates it through a completely different prism. And it's, yeah, it's very interesting and just a lot of fun and uh, super evil, super weird, but uh, thoroughly engaging and just like, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Ulthar, um, also great albums. Oh, yeah. I Double album. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I thought about having them as one of my three for the last episode, but uh, had to shut them away. But yeah. Well, at least we'll mention them. So yeah. at least twice. Mm-hmm. Three times, I guess. <laughs> um, with, uh, you know, a little bit of black metal in there. Right. So well, I love those choices, man. Um, Thank you. I'm definitely excited to, to dig into some of those uh, a little bit more. I mean, a couple I've like I've heard the whole album and then the other ones I've maybe heard a track or two. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sounds like a fun time for the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you ready for the, f- the final mainstream album? Let's do it. Yeah. This one might be the biggest surprise of them all, in my opinion. This band... One to rule them all. Arguably, probably for a lot of people. I mean, even this album might not win any, not everybody over, and that's totally fine. But, like, it really surprised me. Like, yeah. I was very shocked how much I love this record. Um, they're a Swedish death metal band that we've talked about before. Um, they're, you know, a legend in this space. And, um, a lot of people kind of, you know, they're the early two thousands kind of like, that was like their last breath, uh, before they kind of transitioned into like hard rock mm-hmm. and that kind of mainstream side of things. And I'm pretty sure everyone probably can guess it based on all those context clues I just mentioned, but it's in flames with uh, their album Foregone. Um, my God, what a transition here. Yeah. Like, I I, I love this album. Like, I, I've, I've repeated this album over and over again. And the thing is, it's still catchy and, like, goofy. And, like, you know, it's got, you know, some hooks to it that, you know, make it feel like it's, like, radio-friendly to a weird extent. But then they have a lot more edge to it. And then they got their old self back, like, in a weird way. So they have a lot of riffs in here. There's a lot of like death metal. There's a lot of blast beats, weirdly enough, in this record uh, that just kind of come out of nowhere. Like I, I you know, it just there's one song in particular that I'm I'm blanking off the top of my head, but like it just opens up with like a, a torrent of blast beats, and then just like you just hear a death growl, and then it just switches over into like a you know a chorus, and then <laughs> and it kind of balances back and forth between those two, but. I don't know what it is about these guys, but like, it's just crazy to me to think, you know, like I'll obviously a lot of the band members have went off to do different things uh, like Dark Tranquility or coming together and, you know, with other Inflames and Dark Tranquility members and, and making some super groups and whatnot and, and doing different, you know, styles of different things. Cause there's yeah. been a lot of lineup changes for this band, but I'm just happy to me, you know, to think, 
that this band might have a little bit more left in the tank. And that's what made me really like Forgone. And so um, it's just a fun album. Like, and that's what I want to end the episode on. It's just like, it's just a fun album. You can like listen to on the road as driving and um, you know, you can sing along to it cause it gets, it's really infectious weirdly enough. Like it's super catchy, <laughs> um, but it's also heavy. And uh, so it, it fits a, a really specific niche that I, I, like I haven't thought of since like come clarity from them, which is like the early two thousands. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love it. Um, not everyone's going to agree with that choice, but um, I, I implore you to look, reconsider or at least look at it. Yeah. I haven't actually heard this album all the way through yet. Um, but I have heard some songs from it and I definitely pick up on like that sort of blending of like what enslaved or not enslaved. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he's destroyed now. He can't, yeah. he can't do this anymore. It's uh it's something that happens every episode at this point with the point of <laughs> towards the end where I just like plummet. He, he's clearly losing it. Yep. In flames. Uh, it sounds like kind of what In Flames had sort of turned into, but also going back more to their roots, sort of, including kind of the melodic death metal stuff. And uh, yeah, I definitely sensed that from the songs that I heard. And was like, okay, yeah, it's it's really cool that they're you know kind of bridging that gap. And uh, yeah, I still need to go back and hear the entire thing but I'm definitely, I definitely will. Yeah. Well, they, they definitely compose some really great songs like, uh, as of late. So, but, uh, I think we have a lot of good albums to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very interesting bunch here. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, to be honest, I don't even know what I'm going to do next week, but I know what I'm going to do next week, but I ain't telling nobody. Hmm. Especially not you, because remember we're we're in a battle for the battle for the host and co-host. Um, I guess title, yeah, or whatever. The the king versus prince. Ooh, Prince will he, Jones. Will he usurp the throne? Perhaps. <laughs> oh It'll be like Gladiator. I'll have a pillow. I'll yeah. have to. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dad, <laughs> and then. Do it on purpose because I wanted your throne. Are you not entertained? He's asking you guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, thanks. Uh. Thanks again for listening to our silly shenanigans. Um. Be sure to let us know. We tell me your favorites uh, this week, and be sure to comment so we can, you know, uh, read some of those uh, on our yeah. next episode. Very, very eager and interested to learn what uh all y'all have to say about the first half of this year it's been a very very solid uh first six months when it comes to metal and uh just based on all these announcements that we've been getting lately it's just only going to skyrocket from here and it's very exciting yeah and go make fun of uh my releases that i chose and let me know in the comment (laughs) section because you know, mainstream metal. It's not, not not cult with a V. So, yeah. You and your frozen yogurt soul. 
Mm. So tasty. Yeah. Well, thanks again, everybody. All right. We'll see you next time when we wrap up our 2023 mid-year report and also talk about what we're going to be doing in August. Boo. The dog days of summer, brother. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, yeah. Get out of your back. <laughs>